of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Bringing a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I mean, you know how it is. Rocking and rolling and whatnot. You know, two dudes talking sports. Well, when I listen to those two clowns, you can't do nothing but get your roll on. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. It's a vibe, actually. It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show! Yeah, let's go. Creating less turnovers than your Cleveland Cavaliers. It is time now for the Thursday edition of the Kenny and JT Show. You know the one good thing about being sick? I did not stay up to watch last night's game. I texted Billy Beebe last night dealing with this bronchitis, right? I said, look, you're going to have to do the sports report. I think I'm going to be out before uh, the game even starts. Dude, I slept from 9.30 last night to 10.30 this morning. I I had no idea what happened. I woke up, and and here's the thing. When I went, I'm like, you know what? That's fine. If I miss tonight, they'll beat the Kings. No problem. They'll get the victory and everything like that, and it's not going to be like I missed a lot or anything like that, and I'll read about it. I woke up. I saw they lost by seven points. I was like, what the hell happened last night? You sound like Phoebe on Friends when she had that chest cold. (laughs) You know what it is, Kenny? It was an ugly game to watch, I'll tell you. A lot of turnovers, 18 turnovers in the game. This is bottom line right now. Wow. You can look at the box score. You can you can look at all the points that, uh, um, uh, uh, what's his name, Donovan Sacramento. Mitchell Donovan oh, Mitchell scored. Okay. You can look at it. You can say the Cavaliers took the lead late in the fourth quarter, then they gave it back. It was one of those games where nothing just seemed to work. Defense was lousy, and they turned the ball over too much. End of story, they lose 127-120. Yeah, we'll hear a little bit later from J.B. Bickerstaff and Donovan Mitchell, but 127 points after giving up 119 points the previous game. To me, the the defense is not there. That's got to be their identity. That's who they are. I know they – come on. Really? They lost Lowry Markkinen, and you're telling me that's affecting the defense so much? I don't think so. I'll tell you what it affects. It it affects your rotation because I don't feel that J.B. Bickerstaff is comfortable yet. And in different situations, like he had Kevin Love. When they made the comeback in the fourth quarter, Kevin Love's playing. Then all of a sudden he takes him out. They get cold again. A- until he gets comfortable with how he's going to utilize each individual and how they're going to play around Donovan Mitchell, it's going to make a difference because I got news for you. Last night, Darius Garland was terrible. I mean terrible. Turnovers, not making his foul shots, not scoring. That's not going to last. This is early in the season. We want them to figure out who they are and figure out how to play together. Then they'll be considered one of the best teams in the East. It's a great story. Don't get me wrong. When they started off 8-1, and great. Two losses in a row, and I told you that was my biggest fear two days ago. Now all of a sudden, they're looking down the barrel of a third straight loss as they take on the world champs on Friday night. Here's what I, I wanted to do. Since I didn't watch the game, right, I went back, I looked at highlights. I fast-forwarded through some things. I wasn't going to watch the, you know, the whole game. And then I did go back and I watched Donovan Mitchell's press conference and J.B. Bickerstaff's press conference. And I don't know if you knew this or not. I, I found out, though, from not J.B. J.B. didn't touch on it, but there, um, Donovan Mitchell did. Darius Garland, I guess, was sick last night. Great. Don't so play him. He, 
He was under the weather, and Donovan Mitchell, you know, talked about it. He said, I don't know if you guys know, Darius was under the weather, but he gave it a go. Mm. I told him, hey, uh, give us whatever you can. I'll pick up uh, for you on the offensive end. And then I looked at Darius's numbers, one of nine from the field, one of th- uh, four from three-point range, six points, eight assists, four turnovers. So maybe that affected his play last night uh, because he wasn't feeling well. Then what the hell are you doing playing him for 33 minutes, J.B. Bickerstaff? And again, I go back to... You know, his rotation, who he's playing at what given times. I looked at that game last night. I stayed up to watch it, and it was a late one. But the thing I didn't do, the minute those clocks hit zeros, I checked out. If you're not going to play to the best of your potential, I'm not giving you another half hour. I had to watch something else. I think the Masked Singer was taped. Uh, (laughs) Hey, and don't tell me what happened on Survivor last night. I missed that, too. I slept right through Survivor last night. Hey, if you watch a Mets game, don't tell me how it ended. (laughs) Ah, the Mets really oh. blew it last night. <laughs> so so that's how, how bad I was feeling last night, man. I didn't even you watch You know what happened in the Mets game? Don't say anything. I taped it. Hello. Boy, the Mets blew it tonight, huh? <laughs> was off a little bit. Oh, gosh. Uh, so I'll watch that tonight after I, I tape my general, not General Hospital, uh, Grey's Anatomy. General and, and I'm, I'm it's t- nighttime dude. General Hospital, same thing. It's a hospital and it's a soap yeah. opera. I'm on cough medicine with codeine in it, okay? So I got some codeine cough medicine I'm taking. Did they ever have Rick Springfield in that show? Uh, no, he's That's never been That's why on, General no. Hospital is a better soap opera. <laughs> oh, my. But, yeah, so... Uh, here's the one thing about uh, winning streaks. A lot of times after a winning streak, you will lose two or three in a row. There's a you. letdown, uh, and maybe your head's getting too big because you want too many in a row, and then somebody like the Kings beat you, right? Mm. And then you run into, like you just said, they're playing the defending champs, the Warriors, yeah. and you know no, mat- no matter what. They could be uh, 0-12, uh, and six guys are hurt, but whenever the Warriors play Cleveland – they always seem to raise their well, level, right? And uh, that'll be the case tomorrow night. You could say the same about the Lakers. We're able to handle that team. It, again, you know, it's growing pains, I believe, early on in this season. Because last year, they came out like gangbusters. And when they took that Western trip at the beginning of the year, we thought they were going to be dog crap, Rhoda, but they weren't. And right. they turned it around, and it was a great season. Now you've got better expectations. You've got Donovan Mitchell, and we're all expecting the world. Well, guess what? Those other teams look at the Cavaliers and they say, okay, we're going to take on the Cavaliers. We want to be the next Cavaliers, and we're going to give them our best shot. So every night, they're getting everybody's best. And if you don't perform well, you lose 127-120. Yeah. You know what? Let's not wait for uh, J.B. Bickerstaff because I want you to hear and our fans uh, out there who maybe didn't stay up late and haven't heard from J.B. Bickerstaff. Brian, we've got those cuts. Let's go in the order uh, that they, uh, you know, uh, appeared last night. Let's hear cut one from J.B. This is J.B. Bickerstaff, head coach of the Cavs, uh, recapping their 127-120 loss last night, his opening uh, remarks. It it was, you know, it, it was all night. It wasn't the end of the game that cost us. Um, you know, we didn't come out and play the game purposefully. Um, you know, we've gotten to this habit, and it's you know, my responsibility to be better of allowing people, you know, to just play freely to start games and then think that we're going to turn it on in the second half. Um, that's arrogant basketball. And, 
you know, you can't survive in the NBA playing that way. Um, teams are too good. Guys are too good. You know, and if we want to be a good basketball team, you know, we need to remember who we are. And we need to play Cavaliers basketball. Not, you know, hero ball, not my turn, not, you know, selfish defensively, not, not executing game plans, um, you know, not paying attention to individual players' tendencies. Um, if we don't do those things, you know, we'll have nights like this. And, you know, give the Kings credit, right? They play extremely hard. Um, you know, they're coming back off a long road trip. You know, there's all those things. Uh, but they gave it to us, and they competed. They played the game the right way. Um, they got stops when it mattered. Uh, so give them credit. I didn't have Arrogant to basketball. I didn't. I didn't have to stay up to watch that, and I knew exactly what he was going to say. And in the opening remarks, he says, "We're in a habit. It's not a habit. It's a funk." And you know what they're not doing? They're not playing Cavalier basketball. They're not playing good defense. They let too many guys get to the uh, to the rim unopposed. Too many wide open threes. Bad defense and a lot of turnovers. And he's absolutely right. Yeah, and then you you mentioned the the bad defense. He elaborated on that a little bit last night too. So you're right on the money. Check this out. Uh, I mean, it, it was you know not keeping the ball in front of us. You know, allowing the ball to get to where it wanted to go. Um, you know, allowing guys to get to their strengths and play their tendencies. You know, we were you know we were a disappointing basketball team tonight, and there's no other way around it. Um, you know, and we need to be all need to be held accountable for it. All right, let me ask you this, all, all right? right? Because we touched on this the other day when they beat the Lakers, remember? Mm-hmm. And we talked about it. After the game, they're all high-fiving, and then they go in the locker room, and who did they give their uh, junkyard dog chain to, right? They Coach. gave it to J.B. Bickerstaff. All right, here's my question to you. Can you be too friendly with your players and interact with them maybe too much to where, okay, um, things are going well, they might start tuning you out or not hearing you as much, and, uh, you know, you're you're buddy-buddy with your coach like that, and he's got the chain on, and you're taking a picture and everything like that. Can can that be a negative? And do you think after that, uh, you know, situation there where they had the the celebration, it's no surprise that they've lost two in a row and their defense has sucked? You probably could. I don't think that's the problem. And I'm going to go back to this. What I need to see from J.B. Bickerstaff is a little bit more complimentary rotation. I need to see more Jetty. You know, you always hear about these energy guys, right? Who was the guy with the hair that used to play that he would come in off the bench, Argentina? uh, What was his name? Brazilian Anderson Veras. That's it. Okay. I need more energy. And who brings energy to this team? Jetty Osmond, Dean Wade, Kevin Love right now. When they're playing well. Now, those three players, when they're hot, they're hot, and they give you energy. And especially if Darius Garland was injured or hurt last night or sick, sick. whatever you want to call it, Chetty, Dean Wade, and Kevin Love combined for 19 points. That's not enough. So that tells you you got drilled in bench points, right? But you never let these guys get comfortable in the game. Dean Wade's got good defense. He can knock down some threes. I'd much rather see Dean Wade shoot the corner three than Isaac Okoro and or Karis LeVert. But Karis LeVert was pretty decent last night, but he was really good when he was driving to the lane. And that's what we need to do. It's like Brad Doherty says all the time, play the game between the foul line and the baseline. We don't do it at times. So it's a, it's a matter of 
getting more comfortable with your teammates, figuring out how to run the offense, and not standing around watching Donovan Mitchell. And, boy, is that easy to do. Yeah, to your point, I'm looking at the plus-minuses from last night. Dean Wade was a plus-eight and only played 14 minutes. Jenny Osmond was a plus-one, only played 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Combined, Wade, Osmond, and Love shot the ball very well. They were six for ten from the field. They were three of five. No, yeah, three of five from three-point range. So to your point, Mm -hmm. he probably played Garland too much if he was ill and not one of those three more. And here's the other thing. They played games without Darius Garland and had success, so he should not be afraid to do that if Garland is not feeling well or he's injured or he can't see straight yet because uh, of you know of his eye if that's a you know a factor as well JT so I, that maybe you're onto something there with the rotation at least for last night's game with JB Bickerstaff Garland's not scoring in double digits and he's not similar to Donovan Mitchell's game my biggest yeah. fear was how's it going to affect his play now if you're telling me he was sick and that was the reason he didn't play well he didn't look sick to me I mean, he had good moves. He had good handles for the most part. But again, 33 minutes tell me you weren't dragging that bad. And let's go back and remember the game that uh, Michael Jordan had the flu and he won a title. I mean, I don't. That's a finals game, though. Come on, you're going to be. You're going to give everything you have. If you're not well, you don't play 33 minutes, do you? Well, in a meaningless game against the Sacramento Kings. That that's that's on the coach then, okay? That's on the coach My for point. playing him too many minutes. And, and and here's the other thing: if you're seeing that he's not playing well, and you're seeing that Wade and Osman and Love are playing better, that's my point. Then, Put Mitchell at the point like you did when Darius Garland was out with the eye injury and let Dean Wade play uh, the two or the three or let the, you know Jetty Osmond yeah. play the two or the three and go with those guys. The other thing about J.B. Bickerstaff is this, and this has to do with Kevin Stefanski as well. Now, this right. team was playing from behind pretty much from the jump, okay? And they were okay. down, I believe, as much as 15 points at one point in time. They would, they would tease you. They were down by three at halftime, and then I believe – Somebody hit a three at the buzzer. They're down by six, okay? Okay. So the problem was you were chasing that team the entire evening, and by the time they finally took the lead, maybe they were spent. This team's tired. They're on the road. They've got how many more games until they come home? And, oh, yeah, defending world champions tomorrow night. Ain't going to get any better anytime soon, especially if Garland doesn't start to find his game and or get healthy. I'm going to go back to a comment that uh, J.B. Bickersaf made. Arrogant basketball. Uh, let me. Can I rephrase that for you? Arrogant basketball. You ready? I'm going to say something else that started with B. Oh no! Uh, arrogant <laughs> basketball. Okay, I'm going to uh, take that and I'm going to use a different term. Um, uh, I'll explain it this way: Arrogant basketball equals we thought we were going to whoop their ass and we overlooked them because of the Golden State Warriors on Friday night. So they came out uh, came out with a laissez-faire attitude defensively to start the game, and I'm looking at uh, they gave up 34 points in the first quarter, 35 in the second quarter, 69 in the Terrible. first half, and they think they can just turn it on maybe in the second half because they've done that a number of times. Eventually that's going to catch up to you, and it did last night. Yeah. So they they've got to have uh, you know maybe maybe they needed uh, you know an ego check here and they needed to get to lose a game they should have won and then lose a game um, you know that uh, against a, a team that doesn't 
belong on the same court with them, and they did that. So now let's see what their mental approach is tomorrow night against Golden State. Seven players for the Sacramento Kings. I can't name seven players on their team, even after watching the game last night. Seven (laughs) players in double digits. That's not good defense. Malik Monk from the highlights I saw looked like an all-star last night. Uh, Herter, who killed us when he was with the Hawks, uh, you know, he hit some big shots from the highlights uh, that I saw. I got one for Uh, you. Go ahead. Your man, Trey Lyles. Oh, gosh. Trey Lyles. How many did he have last night? Let me check. 16 16. points. Yeah. Off the bench, 16 points. Uh, And Harrison Barnes, for whatever reason, going all the way back to the first time the Warriors uh, beat the Cavaliers, seems to play well against Cleveland uh, most of the time. Not all the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, hey, it's a, it's an early season loss on the road. They're 8-3. and three. It's still the second-best record in the uh, Eastern Conference. Right. And so now let's see if they ride as bad as they were, according to you and what I read and the highlights that I saw, as bad as they were last night. Let's see if they mm-hmm. can salvage this road trip, right, and instead of finishing 2-3 and three, oh. if they lose to the Warriors, let's see if they can steal a game against Golden State and finish 3-2 and two and come home. Finesse. They're a finesse team. They're not tough enough right now. Uh, that's true. They're not that's... tough enough. They're getting beat up in the paint. They're getting beat up for offensive rebounds. They're getting pushed around a little bit. And when they do, and they're, you know, the finesse isn't there and the outside shot's not there, or if you're falling in love with the three, or if you're enamored by the fact that Donovan Mitchell is a beast and I'm just going to sit there and watch him in awe, you're not moving. There's no movement on offense you got to have movement on that offense right now. We're not seeing it like we saw last year. Why? Because last year, even though there was ball-dominant guys like Darius Garland and others at times, you got pretty much a guy that they're they're going to be talking about MVP. I know Giannis Antetokounmpo is knocking down almost 40 points a game. Donovan Mitchell had 38 points last night, so his points per game have probably gone up to, and I haven't checked it, he's got to be at 32, 33 points a game. That's not far off. That's in the conversation. I'm curious to see what happens starting tomorrow night. Because starting tomorrow night, and the Warriors stink right now. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. They're not playing well, but they're still the defending world champs. So you've got the Warriors, you've got Minnesota playoff team at home. Then you're at Milwaukee, a championship team two years ago. Uh, Charlotte, eh, but then it's Miami, Atlanta, uh, Portland and Milwaukee. So when you look at your next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games, six of the next eight are against quality teams right. or playoff teams. And you'll have five of those. Um, or, or wait, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five of those at home mm-hmm. uh, to, to get some need. home cook and they sleep in their own beds. They need you know, that. So. And you look at this road trip, and you you know you want to talk about quality opponents. Everybody on this road trip when we started it was sub 500. Yeah. So we look at it and think, you know, we're somebody. Hey, we're still learning each other. And until they figure it out, and this goes for the coaching staff as well, hopefully it again, you hate to use this too often, but can they learn something from this loss? Can they make it better? We're going to find out really quick tomorrow. That's what was disappointing once I saw the score, because remember what did uh, JB say afterwards? Well, some adversity. Let's see how we respond to this adversity. Well, they responded horribly. They didn't show up in the first half. Um, and so that that's something that the coaching staff can drive home uh, and use maybe to light a spark under this team with their walkthrough today or tomorrow morning at shoot-around, whatever it is, and, and say, all right, um, you, you laid an egg. 
uh, at yeah. Sacramento. You gave a game away uh, the other night in L.A. against the Clippers. How are you going to end this trip? Uh, are you going to let it fester? Are you going to let it be three in a row? Or are you going to rise to the occasion and help make up for those two losses by winning a game you're probably not going to be favored in in going up against the uh, world champs, the Golden State Warriors? And so tomorrow night, uh, you know, in that new arena, uh, they'll uh, they'll go out and mm-hmm. they'll take on the Warriors. And, and let's see, and hopefully Darius Gar. hopefully, here's the other thing too, JT, because like I said, I'm dealing with, hopefully whatever he had, hasn't spread throughout that locker room, Darius Garland. If he was sick, mm. let's hope it had. Because a lot of times, it, when you go on the road, man, and you're you're in close quarters and yeah. you're uh, around your your teammates a lot, a lot of times that can spread like wildfire, and other guys can get sick. Hopefully, that won't be the case. Well, hopefully, if they are full of themselves, they've figured out that teams that are lesser than them will give them everything they've got, and they've got to play better. And you learn by giving away games to Golden State or whoever it's going to be on this road trip, that you have to play better. And hopefully they come away with that. Darius Garland had a bad fourth quarter the other night. He had a bad game, so if he was sick, okay. Then show me tomorrow night that you're, you're, you're back to normal, right? Get your rest, get your fluids, uh, take your antibiotics or whatever it is that you're on, uh, and, uh, you know, get better, and you're going to have to come out and play better if you're going to beat, uh, even though they're struggling, the, the Golden State Warriors. Because you know that Utah, you you relax at all on defense against the Warriors, forget 127. They'll put a buck 40 up on you and, and laugh at you, spin, twist, turn, celebrate, going back down the court because they're going to launch from all over the place. So um, uh, tough learning lessons. Uh, let's see how the Cavaliers now bounce back and wrap up this road trip before mm-hmm. coming home for five of their next six, which will be nice. At Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Now we need it. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, they, they will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's the Cavaliers. We'll hear from Donovan Mitchell and what he had to say a little bit later on. We heard from J.B. Bickerstaff there. Um, uh, good news for the Browns, though. I don't know if you saw this. Mm-hmm. Uh, positive uh, as we transition to uh, the NFL. Uh, Denzel Ward, after missing three games with a concussion, has deemed himself ready to go, and he will play against Tua Tagovailoa and uh, Waddle Hill. and – Tyreek Hill, they're going to need him against that offense. He's got the unenviable task of trying to guard Tyreek Hill on Sunday. Let's see if he's up to the challenge. Just, you know, it's a couple of things here that makes you think of. Can he keep up with Tyreek Hill? And can he stay on the field? Can he stay healthy? You, I mean, you played the game. You know how easy it is to get your bell rung, right? He gets his bell rung. Yeah. Not, even a, not even something that... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is concussion worthy. Just a, a shot to the head. The fact that you've had concussions now in consecutive seasons and you were out three weeks mm-hmm. for a concussion, you just get a little yeah. shot to the head. That's something that, that's very concerning, not only for him, JT, but for two attack of Aola as well. I've never been concussed. Been hit pretty hard. Maybe I was concussed, didn't know about it because we yep. didn't have the studies and know exactly what was going on back in the day. But I can tell you this. If I'm the coach, if you're the coach, do you tell Denzel Ward to run away from any tackles? If you think you can lock down Tyreek Hill and just stay, you know, if you can keep up with him and not let him get behind you, do you make him just play 30 yards off the ball and say, look, we don't want you sticking your nose in a tackle. If their running back is in the middle of the field, Tagovailoa is running through uh, wherever, try to push him out of bounds. We don't want you making any tackles. Do you think they tell him that? 
I would, if I was Kevin Stefanski, I don't know if he'll accept that because of the macho egos that these guys have, and they don't want their teammates thinking they're not giving 100%, where what they should be thinking is, we need him on the field. Like, we go back to Deion Sanders all the time. He wasn't known for tackling. What did he say? That wasn't my job. He wasn't hurt, My job though. was to cover guys. He wasn't hurt. My problem is this. When I start to think about Denzel Ward, I start thinking the clock is ticking. And they re-signed him, but the problem is going to be this. How much longer can he play? If he's concussed every year, it's just a matter of time. So you're forced into retirement. Yeah, that that's uh, definitely a worrisome thought yes. involving him. So uh, maybe he does have to change the approach. Because remember, who was it? Um, oh, it was come get some. Greg Williams ripped him for his inability to tackle. And so maybe Denzel's trying to shake that image, and now he's putting his head in there too much, right? See, that's and it. And that's led to some, some concussions, and now forget about tackling the wrong way. You're uh, not even on the field to be able to try and I've tackle I've never questioned his toughness. Even when he was at Ohio State, I questioned his technique. Okay. And gone are the days, and this is why they don't – the reason this happens is because they don't practice tackling at practice. During training camp, they don't hit. And they are only allowed to put the pads on. I believe it's something like 14 times a year anyway. If you're not going to practice fundamentals, man, guess what happens on game day? You get hurt. Yeah, and maybe that's the case with him. But he has deemed himself ready to go for Sunday's encounter, 1 o'clock right here on WHBC. Uh, as we do uh, each and every week they play, we'll have the game for you here on 1480 AM. 330-450-1480. You want to weigh in on anything we've discussed early on here, you can do so. Uh, when we come back, JT, we'll tackle screenshots, and I'm not going to get concussed. How about, no, no? Actually, what we're we tackling? Dr. AJ Seth from yesterday. We're going to talk oh. about Jose Ramirez's hand surgery and mine, too, and see if we have anything in common. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC. Download the iHeart, Odyssey, or Radio.com app. Be sure to check out our website daily for the latest at WHBC.com.